Welcome to The Versatile Writer. I'm Sarah Bannum. This week I want to talk about something that doesn't really have a distinct name to title the show with. It's more an accumulation of a lot of things. This will become clear as I go on. It's also worth saying that while I'm going to be pouring my heart out to you, it's likely that some of this might be something you yourself have been through, or might be going through. So as this will be like a therapy session, hopefully it will also be useful for others too. I hope, anyway. <laughs> Last week, I talked about obsession, and this past week and month has fitted incredibly well into that theme. Was my subconscious ahead of the game, or did things just work out that way? Who knows? Over the past month or so, I've been reading a lot of fiction. I mentioned this on The Versatile Writer before, so if you are listening to this podcast in order, none of this will come as a shock or a surprise to you. The novels that got me back enjoying reading came in the form of a TV tie-in by the name of Joss Whedon's Firefly by Titan Books and written by James Lovegrove. The single-season TV show that aired back in the early 2000s captured my heart, my excitement, my imagination and my motivation. Seeing, by pure chance in the summer, novels that were available of the show got my interest instantly. Thankfully, my birthday is in the summer, so I requested one of the novels and a while afterwards began reading it. However, it didn't happen that quickly. I've talked before on this podcast about how, after I finished university, I couldn't bring myself to read fiction very easily because of the close reading and analysis I was doing in my final year. We had to read classic novels and literary novels so closely, so analytically, that it became a chore. If I'm truly honest with myself, the books we were required to read were not the kind I would normally have chosen anyway, so for me, that makes it even harder to focus on because I didn't have a natural interest in their content. Of the 16 books for required reading, two of them piqued my interest for a short time. A third only piqued my interest because I was more interested in the author's biography when I researched him, not the actual book that I was meant to be reading. Somehow, somewhere inside me, the enjoyment for reading had just gone. It took me seven long months, I'll say that again, seven long months of picking up a novel, any novel, looking at the synopsis, reading the first paragraph and putting it straight back down again. It was only because the novel I really wanted to get my teeth into, the Firefly novel I had for my birthday, that I persevered. It was sitting next to my armchair every day with its exciting picture on the front cover, the actual finish of the cover itself and the memories of the TV show that made me persevere with opening that front cover and reading past the first paragraph. That was over half a year of not being able to throw myself into the story, the characters or the sheer enjoyment of doing so. The obsession part of this week's podcast comes in the form of me telling you I've been reading Firefly, watching Firefly and writing Firefly. Obsession. This isn't my first rodeo, as they say. I've obsessed about the show several times over the past two decades. It's safe to say that it's one of my most favourite shows ever, and the fact it stopped after just one season only emphasises how sad a decision this was. Although the books have filled a void, and I'm so thankful for that. It's also one of my happy places, 
You know those places we tune our brains into when things in life get tough. Fiction and stories, for me, are where the pleasure's at. My dream life is somewhat similar because it means I can go off to some far-off place that entertains me for many hours while my body is resting. Hence, my bed is another happy place, somewhere I feel comfortable and secure. Of course, one more happy place of mine would be creative writing. Probably because whatever is happening in real life, writing my way out of a sticky situation via a fictional character can be cathartic and therapeutic. Not to mention entertaining and exciting. I guess reality isn't really my thing, so I live inside my head as much as I can. (laughs) So as I said at the start of the episode, obsession was the theme of last week's show, and before that was another episode entitled Procrastination. I think the two shows got into my brain a little because if you put them together and add an unhealthy dose of self-doubt, this is how my life has been for the past month. I've talked before about the bittersweet romance I heavily edited last year at a writing retreat. I've talked a lot about the characters within the story and I've talked about how I organised four beta readers, an editor and got a cover designer on board too. A lot of effort has gone into this story but my brain stepped in and procrastination took hold. This procrastination that I discovered this week is likely to be down to two things. A distinct dislike of IT and a big dose of self-doubt. Usually with self-doubt, if it gets to the point where I just don't do the thing because it's upsetting me or I just can't understand it, I put it to bed and allow my subconscious to work on it. Sometimes, if there's a deadline, I sort of get angry with myself, back myself into a corner and get really cross until my aggression becomes motivated in doing the thing. However, that does mean I have to put myself through a lot of horribly emotional processes just to get the thing done. It really isn't very healthy, nor does it make me a brilliant person to live with. This time, the procrastination was down to IT. For some, I'm aware, IT is a wonderful invention that provides hours of entertainment, and I can be like that too with it. However, this time, probably because I really cared about the outcome. I hated the IT so much that when I had to learn something new, my brain put up a huge roadblock so much so that it left me angry, without energy, frustrated, in physical tears and at a complete shutdown. This has happened twice this month alone. I had a meltdown at the start of November 2020 and I had one just a few days ago too. These meltdowns take the shape of me backing myself into that metaphorical corner, getting angry and frustrated, mostly with myself getting incredibly tearful to the point that I couldn't hold a conversation without choking up and crying, and eventually finding myself locked in the bathroom to be alone, or going to bed and hiding under the duvet. Of course, we've also had another month-long lockdown in the UK, so that probably hasn't helped matters either. All very dramatic, I'm sure you're thinking, and you're probably right, but we all have our own individual ways of coping with things and protecting ourselves. The IT things I could not absorb were things that other people do so easily and that made it even worse for me. I also had a few issues with technical equipment and other business bodies too so while I couldn't do a lot of it, quite a bit of it was actually out of my control. The thing I had to decide was I needed to ask for help with these roles. Asking for help is the one thing that most self-publishers have to be gently cajoled into. 
To say it's not a natural thing would be a vast understatement. There are so many independent publishers I know who have had to tackle this too. I suspect some of the feeling of having to do it all yourself comes from the first word in the term self-publisher. We sort of learn that we had to do it all ourselves, but sometimes that just isn't viable. Getting to the point where you know you need to ask someone for some help, to step in and take a job off your hands, is a step in the right direction. When you're self-employed, farming out some jobs like accountancy or admin is the norm. After all, in a big company that employs hundreds of people, the biggest boss of them all wouldn't ask the director to type out a few letters, they'd ask the admin person to do it. Similarly, the admin person wouldn't be asked to sign off the payroll for the entire company. Everyone has their own individual job to do and, mostly, they excel at it. Taking on a role that you just can't get your head around is foolhardy. I know that now. So being a self-employed author and independent publisher means that a lot of the product falls at my feet. And so it should. But the parts I cannot do, or cannot do well, are the roles that really ought to be facilitated by others. Those who are more adept or skilled at those roles. As I come to the close of this week's episode, it occurs to me that pouring my heart out to you, dear listener, makes me vulnerable. But if that's the way of it, then so it shall be. There's a strength in vulnerability. Therefore, I shall take comfort in knowing I am strong too. I truly hope that some of this episode has aided your thinking of your own situation. If you'd like to get in touch with me to give me your take on this week's themes, you can do so either via my email, which is on my website, www.loveofbooks.co.uk, or via my Twitter feed, at SJBWrites. Either way, it would be good to hear from you. Thank you for listening to this week's The Versatile Writer podcast. I'm Sarah Bannum.